I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wyler from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Bregnell from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome back on to another edition of Run with Coach Parry. My name is Brad and uh, going to be with you for the next half an hour or so uh, as we catch up with another member of the Coach Parry Online Training Club and we head to one of the most beautiful parts of South Africa today. Uh, after a couple of weeks where we were in Australia and in the UK, we head back home and we touch base with Helen Squirrel today uh, who is training hard for comrades. Uh, some great questions. We're joined by Coach Marcus on today's podcast Uh, and before we get into all of that just a big heads up that this uh, podcast is brought to you by Biogen this week Uh, your chance to win thanks to Biogen because they are giving you access to three months uh, on the Coach Perry Training Club uh, as well as uh, a Biogen hamper and all you need to do to qualify is share your Biogen journey on social media use the hashtag Biogen journey and we could be making you a winner we'll be announcing this week's winner at the end of today's podcast Uh, coming up on today's show we're going to be talking comrade qualifying we're going to be talking uh, about training just generally when you live in a very hilly place and we'll also touch on altitude training a bit Uh, a lot of people uh, do or are I should say lucky enough to live uh, at a place uh, of high altitude and uh, the benefits you can get from that in your training uh, are pretty amazing so that's all coming up on today's podcast as well so make sure you stick around for that and I get to give you some feedback on someone we've had on the podcast uh, a couple of months ago, Lazan Wistazen, uh, we chatted to her. She did her first 10K uh, after 32 years of not running. Uh, we spoke to her about that uh, a couple of months ago, but she's continuing training and she's getting some great results. Uh, and she popped something in the forums this week after a run on the weekend that uh, I thought I would share with you. And that's coming up at the end of today's show as well. So make sure you stick around for that. Well, we head to uh, the little town of Clarence, one of the most beautiful parts of South Africa now to catch up with our next guest. And it's an absolute pleasure to welcome Helen Squirrel on to Run with Coach Perry. Helen, welcome. Thank you, Brad. Good to be here. It's good to catch up. And we've got uh, Marcus Van Ickak, one of our running coaches with us as well. Marcus, nice to touch base with you once again as well. How's it? I'm good. I'm good in you, Brad. Very, very good. Uh, we're going to get to you in a second. You can you can sit fuss and uh, and listen to to myself and and uh, Helen shoot the breeze a bit. But Helen, let's let's touch on your sort of running background and and let's touch on Clarence first of all. Man alive, you are so lucky to live in that part of the world. It's one of my favourites. Uh, it's literally in the middle of nowhere. For people listening to this uh, uh, around the world, it is magnificent. It's beautiful. It's uh, it's. It's just it, there's not there's nothing around you. It's quiet. It's uh, it gets cold in winter. Let's not uh, be be <laughs> make it sound like it, it's heaven on earth. If you don't like the cold, Clarence isn't for you in winter. Uh, what took you to Clarence? Um, ten years ago, my husband was hijacked three times, and we have the kind of business where we could operate from anywhere in the world. We came to Clarence a few times on holiday. Fell in love with it. And landed up here. It's, I mean, from a running perspective, you don't, you don't get much better. 
No, the running's hard. Um, I come from a mountain bike background, actually. Um, my husband and I actually met on bicycles. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's look, Clarence is beautiful, but the mountains are big. There's nothing flat about Clarence. No, that, that's um, for sure. And the, training, the training's hard. The training's hard. But, but what, and yet, yeah, that, that too. You are at altitude, but what they say, what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So you must be, you must be quite a beast. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> how long have you been running? I mean, you say you come from a mountain biking sort of background. How, how long has the the running bug been bitten? Um, so I'm a bit of a late bloomer. Um, I'm 46 now, um, so I'm in my golden years. Um, I only started. Um, running approximately 10 years ago, seriously. Before that, while we were in Johannesburg, I used to do mountain biking, road biking. I, I ran a bit, but not a lot. Um, so pretty much when we moved to Clarence, um, we bought some dogs. Um, they happened to be pit bulls, and they needed to be exercised. And, yeah, as I say, the rest is history. <laughs> what, what's the goal? What are, you, what are you training for at the moment? Um. So I, the training program I was on was a sub-330 marathon. Um, I missed all the comrades' entries, but I managed to get an entry on Friday. So all of a sudden, everything shifted to comrades. So it will be my first comrades and probably be my only comrades. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get that in writing now? Because everyone who's run comrades is, is having a good chuckle to themselves, Helen. That's never going to happen. <laughs> Look, I'm really good. Um, I'm a trail runner by heart. And if you speak to all the people that know me in the trail running circles, um, I only ever do a race once. <laughs> but there's two different races at Comrades. You're running, you running the up run this year. Next year's a different race. It's the down run. Um, I know. Um, I don't know. We'll take a best one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. So uh, moving from the basically the 330 marathon program over to a Comrades, I mean, goals, aspirations, what, what are you – secretly hoping for um nine hours or just under it's a big ask okay yeah i think i can do nine hours um i'll be happy with nine hours i'll probably get nine hours in one minute and be devastated but um <laughs> Yeah, hopefully nine or just under nine. Uh, I, I tell you, it doesn't matter what what your goal is at Comrades. Just finishing that race is a massive accomplishment. So uh, I know you you do have aspirations for that sub nine, but uh, yeah, I mean anything anything is good enough in my mind. Marcus, your your sort of thoughts on you've you've got Helen's sort of training uh, questionnaire that we normally send out to to our athletes. Your your sort of initial thoughts, and then we can get into some back and forth with with helping Helen put that plan together between now and race day. Hi, Helen. Um, it's good to have you on board. Um, just a few uh, look mental notes from my side. Um, yeah. my, qualif my, my qualifier last year was a 332, I think. Um, mm -hmm. at the, at the, I did the Wally Hayward, and um, uh, I managed to do an 846. My preparation might not have been the best, but yeah. the, my previous years, the quali the, my qualifier was, I think, about 12 minutes faster than that. And uh, I happen to run a 22, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, but what I'm trying to get to is I don't think you're very far off um, if you aim for a sub nine hour. And if you do follow the, the, the sub nine hour program and coming from altitude, I can guarantee you, you've got a bigger um, 
chance of, of, of being successful than the average person because you come from such a high altitude. Yeah. When Just for interest sake, when are you planning to come down before the race? Um, haven't really thought about it. I know my okay. husband took the commendation the night before. Um, okay. But generally, it will probably be literally the day before. I can't see us coming down any sooner than that. Okay. Yeah, no, does I mean, it, even does better. Does it help to go down better or, I mean, sooner? Or is it better to just arrive, race, and go home? Look, uh, if, if you're only going to arrive just before the race, I'd seriously hang around a bit afterwards. Not that yeah. you'll be able to walk anyway. But, <laughs> um, but no, I, th I think, look, the, 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 the shorter the duration between coming from altitude to your race, the better. Because it's the, the oxygen is going to be something surreal um, when you when you do race from Durban to Maritzburg. Um, it'll definitely play a big role on the day. Um, but I'm I'm looking forward to to working through the questions with you and um, just maybe giving you some advice that you can use going forward from here to comrades. Okay. Cool, Helen. From a from, I mean, let's jump into it. What what do you what do you sort of need help with at the moment? What are you what are you struggling with? What what can Marcus help you with? Okay, so the shift from the 3.30 marathon plan to comrades is, um, so I'm finding, um, so I did my last, I did the Surrender Hill Marathon on Saturday, um, and that was sort of my goal um, on the 3.30 program to get a sub-30. I have won it before, at, and I did, uh, I think it was 2015 or 2016, and I did it in a time of 3.30. So it's, I'm a few years older now, um, but when I got the entry for Comrades on Friday, my husband said, listen, don't race it because it's just rather just use it for training, which I did on Saturday. So now I'm finding, so I've looked at the program and I'm like, okay, what do I do now? Because everything slows down quite dramatically. Okay. <laughs> you know, going from a sub-350 marathon training program to Comrades, um, you know, instead of running five-minute 20s and five-minute 15s, it's now all of a sudden closer to six. So that transition is going to be a little bit difficult for me, but I suppose I've got to do it. Um, just a quick one um, on your on your PBs that you post or that you listed. Yeah. When would they run more or less? Um. What, what do you mean the ones I've the ones I've already done? I did Sassel, um the Sasselberg Marathon in Feb. Was that the three twenty that you ran? Yeah, and I was sick. I shouldn't have actually ran it. It was a terrible okay. race. Yeah, I could okay. have. 15 20 minutes off that i really had a bad race i should never have started <laughs> okay look what I mean, and that's what makes these calls so good because what what uh, when it comes to our time-based programs we have to cater for someone that's just going to make bull own and someone that's going to make a bull own quite easily so there's quite a wide spectrum um you know of people that we have to take into consideration or, or you know fitness and skill levels when doing these programs but um, let's say we work off your 320, just for, for, for argument's sake. Yeah. I can give you your easy recovery and long run paces, um, you know, going into this or following the, the sub nine hour program. Uh, I just quickly want to open up my, my calculator. Just give me a second. Well, okay, so while, you, while you're doing that, that um, tra living at altitude and, and training at altitude, I don't have to change anything. So if you say to me a, a, a long run is 550 or 540 to 550, I can keep it at that, even though I'm up at altitude. Yeah, you know, it's a tricky one, um, Ellen, because obviously you didn't run your, your marathon at altitude. Tell, yeah. me, um, tell me which one, the 21-minute the, the 5K, was that yeah. done in Clarence? Um, yes, and I think, okay, so, I think it might have been a trail run as well. 
<laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. So yeah. what I'm trying to get to is if you can do some sort of time trial uh, or give me the, the time for your most recent hard run that you did or race for that matter in, in Clarence, then obviously that was at the same altitude. So I can work off that number and then work out your training paces for you. But uh, look, um, if you say you could have gone easily, easily 10, to, uh, 10 to 15 minutes faster on the on the um, the 320 that you did the other day. Yeah. Look, we can work off that as a reference. Um, just for, just, oh goodness, I, I just changed so it. On Saturday, I ran the Surrender Hill Marathon. Yes. Um, I, my husband said run it slow. I did a three okay. hour 44. Okay. And that was an average pace of 520. Um, okay. And I felt extremely, extremely good. I could have, yeah. He actually drove up to me and told me to slow down. Um, okay. So I probably could have done a 3.30 on, on, on Saturday, but he okay. he wanted me to use it for training. So, Look, so, so let's just for argument's sake work off a 3.20 and a 3.30. So if we work off a 3.20 marathon, your, your easy run pace could be anything from a 4.50 to a 5.25. Yeah. Your long run, um, a 4.50 to a 5.35, and then your recovery run from a 5.20 to a 5.50 per kilometer. If okay. we go if we go one step back and we work off a three thirty, then mm -hmm. it influences the paces as follow. So then your easy run will be a five minute to a five thirty. Yeah. Uh, your long run will be a five minute to a five forty. Yeah. And then your recovery runs will be a five forty. We'll make it. Uh, that's a bit too slow. Um, we'll be a. We can we can drop it down to five thirty to six minutes per k. Okay. Um, so, so just, I mean, that, that should be a good reference for you, um, just to work off, um, because there's, to me, there's, there's bigger, there's a bigger risk in doing your easy runs too hard, um, yeah. as opposed to, to doing them too slow. You, you'll know full well when you're doing them too slow. Um, but I mean, I think, well, I hopefully, uh, hopefully just gave you enough, you know, information for, for you to, to just be comfortable with your training paces from here on to comrades. If you okay. do a time trial, um, yeah. and, uh, you know, within the next few weeks, still yeah. leading up to comrades. Obviously, I, I would I won't mind you contacting me, and I can just adjust those bases for you. Um, but I mean that that, um, that what I just gave you now should should give you a good um, you know nudge in the right direction. Okay, um, getting getting onto the time trials, Clarence Mountains. There's nothing flat. <laughs> okay. There's nothing. You... We've got we've got one stretch of road that goes past the golf course. Yes. And it's on a I would say it's probably two kilometers long, um, but you sort of go down going two Ks and you've got to turn around and come up a bit of a drag um, the other way. There's nothing flat in here. And so all the time trials I do have got like 200 meter elevations. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really difficult to try and figure it all out. Yeah. Tell me if you, if you um, drive up the big hill towards Bethlehem, um, yes. as soon as you get to that, Yes. Look, that road isn't entirely flat either, but it's not yeah. really hectic. I've run there quite a few times myself. Yeah. Yeah. Will it not be worth it to to maybe do a do a warm up in that area and then do an out and yeah. back time trial? I can try that. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a similar gradient to the road from Clarence to Parisburg along past the golf course. It pretty much yes. is quite similar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Those Look, I mean, even if you even if you find a short short stretch of road and let's say it's even fifteen hundred meters, then you can. Or, or try and make it a round number that you either get to four, uh, six, or eight, in my opinion. But yeah. um, look, it, it's I always um, 
I'll put it this way. I've, I've trained in, in Clarence quite a bit. And um, if you need to manipulate the, the way that you're going to run that time trial, that's yeah. fine. As long as you run on the same stretch mm-hmm. of code always. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, by that, we you'll be able to distinguish whether you're improving or not. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. Cool. I've got a I've got a time trial route through town, but it is a bit there's a there's single track and stuff, which isn't ideal. I took Kate Roberts <laughs> on a oh, yeah. time trial the other day and she said to me I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Helen, you were also asking about the hill repeats as well, but with it being so steep. Do you do you, Marcus, I think this is a great question and it's probably not uh, exclusive to Helen, but Staying in a place where the hills are so steep, I mean, Helen was saying some of those hills are like eight eight uh, degrees. That's the that's how steep they are. Do, should you shorten your hill repeats? Do you like lower the amount of of uh, sort of intervals that you are doing or, or repeats that you are doing in a set? How can you adjust your hill sessions if you do generally live in a in a very hilly place? So, um, Brad, usually, uh, I mean, referring back to our recording a few months ago, um, just. Uh, <laughs> Look, usually we work on a gradient of four to five percent and about 10 seconds per kilometer pace slower than your ideal 10k race pace or than your threshold pace. So ideally, um, if I were you, um, Ellen, I would, I would look at something, anything between a 416 to a 425 um, per kilometer pace. Um, but well, it's quite tricky once again, because I haven't really experimented on hills that, um, that steep. But my suggestion would be is, is to rather uh, don't shorten the the number of repeats. Just rather add another five, even if necessary, ten seconds to that. Um, but that you know, having said that, that's also only true to a certain degree. Um, well, to a certain point, because once the hill gets too steep, then you obviously slowly but surely leaning towards the the end of. Tri- you, I think you're going to get some injuries. To be um, you know, just to cut um, to cut it short. Um, oh, no, 330 marathon program, um, I think Lindsay had, I had to do eight intervals um, mm-hmm. of two minutes or 400 meters. Yes. Um, and I did it out on the Parisburg Road where this, the, the only stretch of road I could find, and it, it sat at about, uh, it gravitated between six and 11 degrees. Good and it thing. killed me. I did them, but it killed me. I did them at four and a half, but yeah. I. Was I was completely exhausted for like a couple of days afterwards. <laughs> yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah. Look, uh, yeah. Look, it is tricky. Um, even if you, even if there's a stretch of road that that's got a very, very slight, um, you know, a, a gradient to it, that's also acceptable because four degrees isn't really that steep. Um, so, what? Yeah, I, I, I like I've said, I, I've trained there before, but I don't know the place that well to say, you know, go to point A or. Um, and, and, and do it there. But you'll you, you find out quickly if it's too steep. Um, you're probably going to feel it first either in your Achilles or your, your, the bottom of your feet. Your plant is going to flare up a bit. Um, and and that's, that's already too late before, before you realize it. Um, so just, just, just keep that in mind. So rather slow, the, slow, slow it down. Um, and if you, if you feel that's, that's not making a difference either, then I'd say then only do you start you know, taking some of the rep count, well, playing with the rep count. Okay. Cool. Helen, you're also talking about uh, ultramarathon, and there's one fairly close to you that, that I actually know quite well because my dad has run it numerous times, and that's the, the Arthur Creswell, the, the Bergville Ladysmith. Uh, I think it's a, a 52, yes. and you were asking, is that too late in Comrade's preparation? When exactly is that on the calendar? I actually can't remember. It's on the 9th of April. That's perfect. 
Yeah, Go for it. yeah. I mean, if I can just jump in there, I mean, it's one thing I know a lot of people like Arthur Creswell because it's it's fifty two k's, so you get the same amount of time, if I recall correctly, uh, for an ultra that you do for like an ocean. So you you're basically buying four k's. So if somebody's listening to this and they're a marginal qualifier for comrades, that race is actually a really good one to do. It's not it's not easy, uh, and there's also not massive crowds, so it's not like you have this this huge amount of support on the road. But you are buying yourself a bit of extra time, if I recall correctly. Uh, on the qualification side of things. But if you look at where Oceans is this year as well, timing-wise, I also think it's uh, it's perfect. Okay. Yeah, because it, it makes sense to do it. It's just down the road. And it's, it's um, you know, I haven't done an ultra. I've done um, a couple of years ago, I've done, obviously, ultras trail running, but I've never done an ultra on the road. So I know I've got to do one, and it just I wasn't sure if it's just too soon or too late. So... If you say it's perfect, then I'll definitely do it. Yeah, I think that is a, is a good. Are you also going to be doing some traveling between now and Comrades? Tell us a little bit about that. And you were asking about sort of how, how that's going to affect your training. Yeah, we're away um, for five days over Easter. We're going um, to the UK to visit family. Um, I've looked at the weekend, and it's quite a big training weekend. So I'm not too sure what I do. Do I try and stack up my training before I go or I just forget about it and um, get on with it when I get back? Uh, it's quite a tricky <laughs> one, uh, Helen. Um, yeah, look, what we, one can do, one can either swap the week before with the, with the, with the week that you're in, in, in the UK. Um, yep. Just give me the exact date if you don't mind. Um, we're in the UK from the 17th until the 22nd of April. That, that's the Easter weekend, Marcus. So that would that would obviously, yeah, yeah. in our programs, there's a big block in there for, for Oceans or, or whether it's Easter 100, Randberg. So because Helen's doing the ultra slightly earlier, how would that affect things or, or does it? Yeah. Yeah. No, look, if, if it wasn't for, for the ultra on the 9th of April, I'd be yeah. slightly concerned. Um, but I'd say if you if you just try and do some running in that week, with at least one decent long run, um, I think it, it's, it's more than sufficient. Um, obviously, banking on the fact that you will definitely do the ultra on the 9th of April. I'm looking, sorry, the ultra, I think, is on the 7th. I'm looking at the calendar. I'm okay. giving you the wrong I was point. about to say, because the, <laughs> the, the, <laughs> people down there do it differently. They do it on Tuesdays. <laughs> it's the mountains, and there's no oxygen up here. So. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm, see, I'm supposed to do a two, a three-hour 30 and a two-hour on the weekend that I'm away. So, if you, can, if you can commit at least to one of the long runs, um, the weather shouldn't be too bad then. Um, so, well, look at anything's possible, but if yeah. you can, if you can try and commit to at least a three hour run on that weekend, um, that'll be perfect and maybe get up a bit earlier and then try, try at least do one long run, um, instead of missing both entirely. Um, okay. I think it'll, it'll count in your favor. Helen, you were also asking about the, the, the trail versus road. Obviously, where you live, there are some amazing trails. Marcus, does it make a difference if you do the, the, the long training runs on, on the, the, the trail as opposed to on the road? No, it doesn't, Brad. But but what one thing that Lindsay and, my, uh, Lindsay and I we quite um, uh, sensitive when it comes to um, just spending time on your feet. Uh, we, we, when I when I look at all my athletes, I I have to draw a line between some of them and say there comes a time in the comrades' preparation why I don't give my long runs in duration anymore because I feel that there's not enough mileage being covered. So what I do then is I say, okay, rather focus on mileage then. Um, you don't strike me as someone who, who runs too little in a, in a prescribed time, but I would say rather mix it up. 
um, as opposed to just doing your long runs on trail. Because for me, it's about two things. Actually, getting the mileage, um, uh, you know, done. It's it's a big psychological thing as well. Knowing that, oh, I did a 36k run in my three-hour long run, um, as opposed to, and I know it can be very, very challenging when you do, uh, or very you know, exhausting when you do a trail run. But I mean, I, I've also done trail runs of three hours and only covered 12 kilometers. Um, so uh, well, that's the first thing. And then the second thing is is just be very, very careful that you don't, you know, hurt yourself. Um, cause, cause uh, that's also happened to many people. Um, but if you do mix it up, I'm sure it'll be fine. Come race there. Okay. Um, before we go, one quick question. Um, you'd think there'd be a lot more runners out here, but they're not. But so <laughs> I'm always on my own. How do I alleviate boredom? Cause I'm always on my own. I never run with anyone. Especially yeah, on the long runs. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good question, especially if you're not a big fan of music. Um, what I, do, I, what I, I do play music. Okay, okay. So yeah. that would, that's always my go-to remedy. Uh, mm-hmm. I also do majority of my runs by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it gets really, really tough at times, but um, every now and then I treat myself with either a new CD that I buy or a podcast or whatever I'm listening to at the time. But... Um, I also try and switch it up that I don't run the same routes. I know it's tricky, especially when you live in a hilly area that you, you, you should certainly have certain routes to avoid, you know, keep yeah. coming back half dead. But, but I always try and mix it up, especially my long runs. On long runs, I've got a rule that I'm not allowed to run the same run that I also the same route that I did in the last two to three weeks. And it just generally just keeps it interesting, new sights, new sounds. Um, so I just try and keep my mind busy while I'm running. Okay. Helen, it's yeah. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but uh, great to catch up. And uh, yeah, best of luck. We look forward to to following your progress. And uh, I'm we'll we'll chat in the forums if you've got any questions. You know where where to post them. Uh, and yeah, thanks for your time today. Much appreciated. Thanks, Brad. Thanks, Marcus. It's a pleasure. All the best and and good luck with your ultra and the training and and all those good things. And uh, yeah, hope to see you at the expo. Come, comrades. And that's it for this edition of uh, the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And uh, thank you, too, to Marcus, uh, as well as Helen, for their time. Before I go, uh, we still got the winner to announce in our hashtag Biogen Journey competition. Uh, but I said to you that I wanted to share a pretty cool story out of our success forums within the Coach Parry Online Training Club. Uh, and this one was, uh, as I mentioned at the start of the podcast, was from someone that we chatted to a couple of months ago here on the show. And to give you some background, uh, Lizanne Oostazen uh, was a, a very good runner as uh, growing up and then picked up some serious injuries, stopped running and it was uh, over three decades uh, since she last ran a 10k. She joined us, we got her to finish her first 10k uh, and now she set the goal to go slightly faster. She wants to run under 60 minutes for a 10 and she posted this uh, in the success forum on uh, Monday. She said, hi coaches, I was contemplating whether I should post or not but my excitement just got the better of me. Although I'm only done with week four of my 60 minute 10k training plan, should have been week eight uh, if I didn't lose four weeks due to a niggle, I decided to still do the vile 10k that I'd entered after my first 10k early in January. You might be a bit annoyed with me for not sticking to the training pace. I just felt so good and got totally carried away. So I finished with an Official time of one hour and 36 seconds. Uh, I'm going to smash my 60 minutes goal in, uh, on the 27th of April as on you are. You're an unbelievable Nick. Uh, now I convinced myself that even though I missed four weeks of training, I did not lose as much as I thought, even though sometimes I felt like I was really struggling. I guess that might be comforting to someone else reading or listening to this. Uh, now I'm going to stick to the training pace in uh, my next race 
which would have been my goal race. Anyway, I just had to share and say thank you for the training plan and assistance. As long as I'm running, my subscription to the Coach Barry Training Club will be a permanent fixture on my budget. Happy running anyone, uh, everyone. Lazan, you are a star. Well done. That is superb, and thank you so much for sharing that. And we can't wait to see what happens on the 27th of April. Uh, yeah, uh, 36 seconds on 10Ks is nothing. You are just about there, so well done. Uh, before we go... I said to you that uh, you have the chance to win uh, with us here at uh, coachparry.com. And uh, that's exactly what we are going to do now. Uh, we've been asking over the last couple of months to share your Biogen journey. We've been following James Hobber Hobson's journey to Ironman 70.3 in Derbs in June. Uh, and we're asking you to tell us what you're training for. And uh, every week we're giving someone access, three months access to the Coach Parry Online Training Club. Uh, and uh, this week our winner is Millicent Shy saying training for a sub four hour marathon posted on Facebook uh, and uh, use the hashtag Biogen Journey and hashtag Coach Parry as well. Uh, so there we go, Millicent. I'll be in touch via email. Uh, congratulations. Uh, we've got you covered for the next three months here at Coach Parry. Uh, there's also a Biogen hamper on its way to you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to win, just use those hashtags, uh, Biogen Journey and hashtag Coach Parry, and uh, we could be making you a winner next week. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you do enjoy this podcast, we'd really appreciate it. If you shared it, uh, if you listen to something and you think of uh, one of your running mates or one of your training partners, please share this podcast with them. Uh, it's one of the ways that we can grow uh, and help spread uh, the message that we're trying to spread here at Coach Parry. Uh, and if you also wouldn't mind, if you listen to us on iTunes or on Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcast, if you wouldn't mind just taking two seconds to leave us a review of the podcast, it also helps us grow by doing that. So that's it. Uh, think of it as our virtual tip jar, if you'd like. If you'd like to give something back to the show, those are two things you can do to help. Until next week, from myself, Brad Brown, it's cheers. Cheers.